Hey everyone, Jay here. If you live within reasonable traveling distance of the Philadelphia area and are looking to sell some witchy wares, spread awareness about your nonprofit group, or offer readings and other spiritual services, then you may want to get yourself a vending spot at Philadelphia Pagan Pride Day. The event will be held Saturday, September 1st from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at Clark Park B in West Philadelphia. If you're interested in getting a vendor spot, please go to philadelphiapaganpride.org and fill out the vendor application. Spaces are limited, so don't wait too long to apply for a spot. That's all for now. Enjoy the podcast. And I'm Scott, and welcome to Witches Betwixt. Today we're going to be talking about our personal practice. Um, I guess sort of expanding on episode one, when we gave a brief introduction Mm -hmm. of our origins Mm -hmm. and our witch origin stories. Mm -hmm. Um, And this particular episode um, was mentioned in a comment that we got on one of our videos of one of the past episodes. Um, Riley Tay wanted to know more about our personal practice. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm not butchering your name. I hope that's how you pronounce it. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dive into that for you, and hopefully everyone else enjoys it as well. Yes. So as you can see, Scott has a giant stack of books on the table. Yes, I do. This is not <laughs> even a fraction of my occult library, but these are just a few books that are influential or in some way help to, or will help you understand um, how I practice my craft. Um, And I traveled here, so I don't have half of my occult library with me. That is true. You don't. (laughs) However... But we share a lot of the same things. We do. So one of the first books I think we'll show you... If you will also lift your yes. copy up as well for the YouTubes, um, for the people listening, it is Witches. Uh, oh Jesus! It is Between and Between <laughs> um, by Storm Fairy Wolf. Um, this book is uh, a book uh, all about the fairy tradition of witchcraft. Um, the fairy tradition is an American system of traditional craft. Um, uh, more, more based in, in ecstatic practice. It is. It is very ecstatic. Um, it is a combination of, uh, uh, what is it, Luciferian, uh, uh, folk magic like hoodoo, um, rich, uh, ceremonial magic, things like that. They, they've, they've created a very interesting, it's a very really, it's a really potent... beautiful, I mean, I suggest everyone read this book. I, I do 100%. as well. The um, Even if you're not interested in the fairy tradition of The exercises it's just, are... It's okay. great. Um, but, so I think it was important to sort of like start off maybe by showing these two books because for me personally and my personal craft and personal practice, this is where I'm at. Um, I've been really... Every, everything that I have read so far in this book and starting from my bookmark, I'm not done it. My SEPTA train ticket is my bookmark. Um, but I'm not done it yet. But everything that I have read in this book so far, um, I'm having sort of another aha moment, another witch origin moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like when you know, like when you're when you're 15, 16, you find those things on Wicked.com, and you're like, oh my god, everything is this is everything. And right. I'm having that moment again with this book, which was recommended by you. It was. So, <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. You're um, welcome. So yeah, I'm currently. This is where I'm at, but I think we can kind of um, start from where we were. Maybe like where are you at now? Where am I at? I um, so we talk, we use the term witch a lot on this yeah. podcast, obviously. However, um, witch is not the only title that I am comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I am also comfortable with the idea of a modern cunning man, mm-hmm. um, or even like sorcerer. Uh, those things are perfectly fine with me. Um, at the end of the day, what we do is just a, uh, I want to pull the book out to be corny and cheesy. Um, do it. a D without a name. 
at the end of the day, what we do is just a deed without a name. Mm -hmm. And uh, the reason I love this book, this book, it is a small book. It is not very big. But um, A Deed Without a Name, Unearthing a Legacy of Traditional Witchcraft by Lee Morgan. If you need a primer, if you're interested in maybe branching out from Wicca and finding something a little bit different, um, this book is amazing. It has people and their personal experiences with finding their fetch or their familiar. Um, it has spells, a few spells, uh, older rituals. There's even a, a, an original ritual to bless water, to make... Um, pagan holy water, basically, or, or magical holy water, if you will. Um, it has great history about witchcraft and what witchcraft looked like pre-traditional um, uh, Wicca, British traditional Wicca. Um, and it's just a great primer. Um, Can I borrow this? I actually haven't read this. Yeah. Yeah, you borrow. I'm going to bring home a lot of books. <laughs> just as a heads up <laughs> borrowing my books is very rare for people <laughs> yes I mean you know you'll get it yeah I know. you had my copy of a book of pagan prayer by I accident do. though totally by accident yeah yeah um so you're okay with this yeah add it to the list so my practice very much looks like a lot of folk magic um I'll start with my spell books that I brought down. So here we have uh, the British Book of Charms of Spells by Graham King. Um, a lot of it looks very Catholic at a lot a lot of the time. Uh, that is important for you. That's important for you to note for your for your personal practice. You don't shy away from your Catholic origins. I don't anymore. No, I don't. Um, and you don't know something. It's not. But it's Catholicism. It's kind of witchy. It's With super. All their saints and it's stuff. super witchy. When you get into folk magic, old folk magic, um, solution stuff. Oh, okay. Wound to uh to stop bleeding. Enomini patris et filia spiriti sancti carat cara serat. I'm horrible at Latin. Confirma consana. You you get the idea. Enomini patria filia sancti. So a lot of this is based on like biblical stuff. It is. Is it like powwow then? It, it you there are a lot of there are a lot of spells that you find in uh, Dutch Brockerai or powwow mm. that you will find in English folk magic um, and so other a lot folk of that traditions. Translated over in America. Correct. Mm. Um, it also was you know a lot of those customs were shared throughout uh, the, the the British Isles as well as the Scandinavian. Uh, communities as well mm. um so you'll find a lot of uh for instance um the healing charm this is the spell that we intone flesh to flesh and bone to bone sinew to sinew, sinew and vein to vein and each shall be made whole again the oldest version of that that we have found is in scandinavian or nordic language really yes um mm. so that's a large part of my practice is what i have simplistic charms um Writing charms on parchment paper and folding them up and putting them in my pocket. Um, you know, I feel like you are very much, um, in your current practice, you are very much the, the village witch. I am. That's why I love the idea of like being yeah. a modern cunning man. That's what you mean by cunning man. In mm -hmm. case anyone didn't really understand. Right. The Sorry. Yeah. So. Yeah. So like you, you pretty much are. You really are the definition of the village witch. And I pride myself on that. Yeah. Like living in South Philly, you know. What, I kind of aspire to be that mm -hmm. one day, but I definitely don't. I'm not that right now. I mean, I'm. I'm probably not that either. But um, I. I I like the idea that I am I am there to be there for my community. Mm -hmm. um, I don't it's maybe not put myself out there, but I feel as though maybe they didn't either. Mm -hmm. I feel as a lot of it was word of mouth. Well, what's interesting is that the fact that you don't shy away from your Catholic origins and you do actually embrace that in mm -hmm. your practice really resonates with this particular area in of Philadelphia, of South Philly. I mean, yeah. a lot of these people are Itali Catholic Italians. And I, I can't escape that here. 
you know, and which is fine with me. Which I think is really awesome that you have embraced it because I think it's just, it, it's, um, maybe part of it is just the cultural influence. Maybe you're like, well, I can't run away from it. So, you know, might as well embrace it. But or... it is also the culture. Mm -hmm. Um, most folk magic, including hoodoo, um, which is African, uh, folk magic, um, which is different from the religion of voodoo. voodoo. Right. They are not the same thing. Folk magic, it's interesting because folk magic, although have, using religion as a, as a focal point, folk magic is not a religion. Right. Your religion can be anything. And, and as you know, and as maybe you guys know, religion and my witchcraft, they are, I don't know what my religion is. Um, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I guess I'm dual faith, like I always said, I'm pagan, and I'm a Catholic, but in the sense of, like, I acknowledge those spirits and those powers as viable, powerful entities. I feel like the best way to describe you, your religious view, is just polytheistic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you and, and in, I mean, with 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 an, you with, believe in the the Christian God, just He is not the God that you work with, right? I I guess my idea of religion is I see gods as something to to work with, mm -hmm. not gods as something that I. Which is why I feel like if you were to sum it up, it'd probably just I'm polytheist. Polytheist, animist, animist, and polytheist. Yeah, um, just because I'm also very much about local spirits and, and land whites and, and, yeah. uh, so just to, to say like, to say that you're Wiccan would be completely false at this point. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, no, I feel the same. Wicca does not. In terms of religion, but even, in terms of conversation, it often makes it easier for people. Yeah. Even, you know? even the rituals that I do like yeah. by myself do not look Wiccan. Did um, they look Wiccan? Oh yeah. So what was it in the beginning? And then we can kind of come back to what it is now. Because I kind of want to like get into the progression of each of our was, personal practices. It was Neo-Wicca. Modern American Neo-Wicca. Yeah. It was, you know, love and light and, you know, witches don't do bad things and witches don't do necromancy and witches don't practice black magic. When on all reality, witches do do black magic, witches do practice necromancy Witches do use blood in their spells. It's just a part... It's just maybe Wiccans don't. And I think maybe early on that difference between Wiccan and witch was blurred. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I Which think... Which I think it still continues to be blurred in some ways. Which is interesting that you say that, just because I think a lot of traditional craft has become... Unfortunately, traditional craft comes with an aesthetic for a lot of younger people these days. Yes. They look at traditional craft as everything that they wanted Wicca to be because, you know, the, the, the puppy dog tails and, you know, I have Newt and Toe Frog, you know, like... <laughs> bubble, bubble. Which is ironic because I think I've mentioned before I have used and do use bones, dried animals, yeah. um, things in my potions and my spells, um, which, of course, to a Wiccan that would, would be... seem dark. Yeah. Or otherwise nefarious. Yeah, I wouldn't find that in any of Cunningham's books. No. No animal parts at all. No. You really won't find that in most books. Yeah. Um, but that's just because people don't want to talk about that now, just because right. of the society we live in. But the fact of the matter is, is that magic was much darker. Like, there was a time where we were boiling toads alive mm -hmm. and uh, making the toad bone charm which is an incredibly old, very powerful charm. Mm -hmm. um, the black cat bone, in which we boil a cat alive in oil. And yep. that was hoodoo, if I'm not mistaken. Um, or at least African magic. Mm -hmm. um, the toe bone's European. Uh, however, it's just it just is a matter of what they did. It's not right or wrong, good or bad, blah, blah. It, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, which I think is another perspective of the traditional craft in which good and evil is completely erased. So, back to your your origins and your personal practice. Mm -hmm. So, they were very, very Wiccan. Very. Okay. We, we kind of covered in episode one, like, how you came into Wicca mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Definitely, if you haven't seen that one, check that out, because I don't want to rehash too much of that. Right, right. This one. Mm -hmm. um, 
So basically it was the typical kind of like, you know, I'm on the internet and I found a whole bunch of stuff. Right, right, <laughs> um, right. So, so it was very wicked. When did it start to shift and what caused that shift? There were a couple things. Um, one of the things was I didn't like the dynamic of like deity um, I always said, I was always, and it's funny because I'm not an atheist, but I always had a very hard time with gods. Yeah, you, you told me that. Um, in the sense that I find gods, and this isn't to offend the gods that I do work with, but the fact of the matter is I feel like the gods that I work with would be honest about this, and they'd be like, well, yeah. They're very fickle. They don't, we don't have, in, in our traditions, even in, in pagan well, traditions. They, they have infinite time and space in which to function. Right, and they're also. So they think way differently from and they're also, we also, I mean, what I was trying to get at was, we, our gods are not omnipresent. Right. They're not always here. Right. Um, it's more like when we, when we worship them or when we discuss with them, it's more like, hey, here's this offering. Can you pay attention to me? Mm. Um, like leaving them a voicemail. Right. I mean, unless, of course, you really know what you're doing, and then sometimes you're kind of like, oh, damn, okay, and it's instantaneous, yeah. which is great. And, I mean, I've had that. Don't get me wrong. It's just that sometimes you're kind of like, hey, you can do that. Yeah. You're a witch. Do it yourself. You know, and I, and in a lot of ways, I respect that. I like that. I like that they leave me to your own autonomy. Yeah, I like that a little bit. I don't like leaning on gods. Well, also, you you feel like you walk beside gods. You don't feel like you know you worship them as in um, I am not worthy. Right, and don't get me wrong. Do I completely them. understand that gods are above me? For sure, absolutely. Absolutely, you would never go toe to toe with a god. But to but say you that stand your ground, right? As best as you could, right? I mean, it's kind of like you know, it's it's in the same sense that just because you're a god, maybe, well, like a lot of people say about spirits, like non-godlike spirits. I mean, I I probably find gods to be maybe a little bit more all-knowing in the sense of like if they point me in a direction, they're not going to steal me wrong. Right. Um, but like Versus you know, you spirits. don't trust every spirit who tells you to go do something. You right. know, yeah. Um, you gotta check your sources, right? So. <laughs> You know, it was really just this craving for more. I needed more magic. I didn't want more religion. Yeah. Um, not that there's anything wrong with religion. It's just, as I just said, I don't want to lean on gods. Mm-hmm. I want to know what I'm capable of. Um, so while I, res- while I respect the land spirits and I work with them and I work with the dead, I probably work with the dead the most. Um, so around what time period did that shift? Like what grade? Uh, high age? school, around like, uh, like around like tenth, uh, tenth and eleventh grade. Okay, so oh my god, okay, right over. Excuse me. Um, so you got into it in middle school then? Well, not Wicca. Wicca was um, oh yeah, I was yeah, I was ten years old when I got into Wicca. Okay, yeah, because you had um, you much younger than me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like early high school is when. You know, it started becoming, well, I'm not Wiccan, I'm pagan. Yeah. And I started saying that, but then all of a sudden, that didn't work because pagan is a religion. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, eh. Right. <laughs> eh, um, I mean, it, 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 it fits somewhere, but it's mm-hmm. not, it wasn't it. And then all of a sudden, um, it's funny because I was reading more traditional craft without knowing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, I wanted to present this book, this, uh, The Sorcerer's Secrets by Jason Miller. Um, Jason Miller is absolutely amazing. He's fantastic. He lives in Pennsylvania, um, or New Jersey, but very close. Um, What's the difference sometimes? Yeah. Um. All the Philly people. He has a lot of, (laughs) (laughs) he has a lot of classes. Uh, Uh, he does teach a lot of classes. However, his books, um, if you read them, in my personal opinion, he gives you a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, he basically makes you a very, he makes you a very capable sorcerer, a magician, a very capable, strategic and practical magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he makes you that. If you pay attention, he will help you. Um, and you don't have to agree with, I mean, you know, he is very ceremonial. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, you know, <coughs> Evo Hay, like, you know, all that. But, like, and while I'm not... Everything is very thus and so. Um, 
I mean, I guess. Uh, he just does a lot of traditional ceremony, like magic, but um, high magic, traditional high magic, uh, which I don't like using those terms all that often, but right. for the sake of explaining and simplicity. However, in general, what he says is amazing. Hmm. Um, and that's kind of how I, I started, with, without even knowing that I was reading traditional craft. So it was kind of a natural... It really did, which is why I always so say... So it wasn't like one day you woke up and you were like, oh, I need to change everything about this. It was just, you just started finding different books and reading different books. And then you were like, well, these ideas are taking form and changing. Right, right. And I, I also, you know, it's funny because I started also realizing certain um, certain other things began to happen as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for instance, um, now I've never went through an initiation and I, and I don't practice it just for reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember when I was, I was, uh, in high school, I started waking up saying the names of, uh, the Loa from, from Haitian Voodoo. Mm. And when I say saying the names, I'm not talking like the English names, the Anglo-Saxonized names. I'm talking like, the um, names. one of, well, one of them anyway, uh, which I found out later, much later that it was, uh, uh, one some D. And I found out that the reason I was waking up saying these names, one, I didn't know because I looked up Bowen someday and that didn't actually come up. It was Baron Samedi. And, uh, and it's funny, I didn't learn until later from a Haitian coworker of mine mm-hmm. uh, that that's how they say it in Haiti, Bowen Samedi. Oh. So I was being spoken to in Haitian without even, or at least the Haitian. Yeah. Um. And now, of course, once again, as I said, I didn't get initiated. I don't work with the Loa only because, one, I don't want to get initiated in Voodoo. Um, I really don't want to be initiated by a white person in Voodoo. Um, I feel that. I feel that, yeah. Uh, so if I were to do that... I feel like um, we could have an entire episode on cultural appropriation. We could, which is why I won't do it. I respect the Loa, and I acknowledge their presence. Um, and I feel like they're kind of... I feel like they would welcome me there if I went there, but it's one of those situations. It's one of those situations where I'm not going to go to a white person to initiate me. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's really hard to find a person who was, who is Haitian or who was trained in Haitian Buddhism, um, in the States anyway, at least for me. Um, and I felt like if it was supposed to be, it would be with a tradition like that. I mean, who knows? But, um, I kind of, you know, so all these kind of very, um, how do I put this? Very, uh, cultural religions, uh, traditional religions, traditional magic started kind of of becoming prevalent in my life, kind of accidentally. So it was almost like a calling. That's why like traditional craft has, I've always said, almost it called me to it. Um, I didn't do much of anything to get called to it. It was more just kind of like, you know, Jason Miller and other authors who I was reading were, who were traditional craft and I wasn't realizing it. And slowly, eventually coming to be like traditional craft is a thing. Mm. That was my, that was kind of my almost final aha moment. Mm -hmm. Just because now when I'm, when I'm studying things like the fairy tradition to me, it's all just expanding upon my traditional craft. Right, yeah. Now it's all this, this, this one beautiful, limitless. They like the, the. I feel like the the fairy tradition has found a way to bring it all together. Or an ex, or expand, but either way, yes. Yeah. Well, like bring it all together, but also bring it all together in a way that's easy to work with as one piece. More applicable. I see what yeah. you're saying. I see what you're saying. But then. In by doing so, you can apply it everywhere. Two things like that book, The yeah. Day Without a Name, which is not very, but yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. And yeah, I, I love the energy of traditional craft. Mm-hmm. I like, I like that the traditional craft, like, and I say this, and I say, I know I say this a lot, and I, I almost sort of mean it. Traditional craft feels like an entity in and of itself. Yeah, like a living, breathing, existing... It, you know, it feels like an old hag, an old crone who throws bones and, and lives inside you and 
she she's a bit of a mad woman in that you know she forever creates and destroys and and um and she lives inside you and and she she oh it's it's just I would agree with that because I feel like I was sort of repressing those feelings scary yeah oh when you're first coming into it you're like am I supposed to do this right are you actually something that I should even or like and it's not like she came to me as an entity but is this should I be here yeah, should I be here? Should I do this? Should I listen to you? Should I follow you? Like, sh- should I? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was very scary to come into because I was largely I was wicked. I was very wicked for a while. You were. You I was were very wicked for a while. I was very wicked up until I met you, and we were friends for. Oh God, actually longer than I thought. Is it? Oh, I've known Rick for years? five. Yeah. Alright, so like years? five or six years then. Yeah. Because well I had met you. Very soon. Yeah. Like, half a year after I met... So, like, five, six years. Mm -hmm. Five years, whatever. So, but I was, like, in a lull in my practice when I met you. The only thing that I really knew was Wicca. I didn't really have any other witch friends. Yeah. So, when... And it was funny... (laughs) I love this story. (laughs) Rick would tell me about you... And he'd be like, yeah, you know, my friend Scott, like, he, He's like this witchy witch. <laughs> he does, like, some shit. And I was like, how dare he do that? Like, what kind of motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> like, I originally, like, did not like you. Based mm-hmm. off of Rick's um, that description of, of my you. practice, yeah. it, it made it seem like you were just whipping up curses and hexes left and right. It was the way that he had talked about you. Mm-hmm. But basically, when I met you, I was like, wait... There's, there's no way. Is this the same? <laughs> yeah, I was like, there's no way. So, like, when I met you and we actually talked about it, I was still very guarded and still very Wiccan about, like, my viewpoints on it. Mm-hmm. But you had actually planted the seed. Well, maybe not planted the seed. I think you kind of watered the seed mm-hmm. that was already in the back of my head. Yeah. Um, and you had basically been, like, just gave me that thing to be like, all right, well, wit- witchcraft is powerful, it doesn't necessarily, like, why limit yourself with mm-hmm. it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. why are you going to, like, so it's almost like, um, so it was almost like big, being Wiccan for me almost felt like being Catholic. Like, yes. you're kind of like, you're like, well, well, that's a sin, and I can't do that. You know, like, this this person is, hurt me, and I want to hurt them back. Which is, which, believe it or not, is from that, when the when we talked about the New Age movement coming into modern American Wicca, because the New is Age movement Catholic is... Catholic Christian influence? The, 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 the concepts, the, um, what is that called? Because the, there's a very... The theology behind New Age things Yeah, there's a very strong concept Catholic, of right yes, wrong. Yes, yes, Which yes, I yes. was like, you know, if witchcraft is this living, breathing force, this entity that, mm-hmm. that I feel in the back of my mind. Because again, like I would, you know, you, you know, you're reading about like throwing the bones and things like that and, you know, crushing up just the actions of witchcraft. Like, yeah, Wicca does have that, but Wicca also... It's clean. It's very clean, exactly. So Wicca also very felt to me very much like, well, you know, you could you could crush your herbs yourself, or you could buy them already crushed. It's fine. Like Wicca just made everything seem fine. Like everything was fine. And you know, if if that is what you practice and that's what you follow, I mean, like, I still use like, dried herbs too. But like, yeah, it's fine. Like I'm I not, have wild crafted my own herbs as well. Yeah, like I had um, like I have powdered eggshell at home, and I was grinding that shit down, like, as best as I could with just mortar and pestle. Mm-hmm. But then after a point, I put it in a, uh, a blender <laughs> thing. So I was like, no. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but it didn't make me feel any less witchy. No. I mean, I like, once again, like I said, I would modern. just because we live in a modern age doesn't mean it's, like, not witchy anymore. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But, you know, for me, when traditional witchcraft came into my life, it made me warrior it made me a mystic it made me powerful and that's how i felt after talking to you for a while power in the sense that it taught me you are going to suffer there is nothing life is suffering you can't do anything about it and you will do nothing about it but you will be strong Mm -hmm. 
you will cry. You will be depressed. You will have your health problems. You will go through everything you're going to go through. But at the same time, while you're crying, you are going to stand back up and you are going to take up your weapon again Mm -hmm. and you are going to keep going. Mm -hmm. And we don't fall. And that is what, or at least when we fall, we get back up. And that is what witchcraft taught me. Tra- yeah. Traditional craft. And that's what it instilled. And having having that shift in, in viewpoint for me to, to more traditional witchcraft. Because before I was very Wiccan and very ceremonial. Like I had to have every single piece of the, of the mm. whatever it was as it was written. You know, dot the I's, cross the T's. Everything was very precise and specific. But it, it felt still stifling it felt freeing in a way but also still stifling so the fact that when you know like traditional witchcraft came along it's like all right well i can do a spell right now if i wanted to Mm -hmm. i could i could draw a sigil right here on this piece of paper right now if I wanted to, and I could put my intent into it. Like, yeah, my, my intention is divided and focused right So you now. couldn't do it, like, right right now, but I know what you're saying. But, yeah, but, like, we could just, like, hit pause, and we could do a spell because we feel the need to. Mm-hmm. Um, or live an offering or, or something because we feel the need to. Um, with Wicca, it was very much like, you know, well, if Jupiter is in alignment with blah, like, I was... Yeah. And it felt so overwhelming... And I was like, is this the way it is? Like, is this the way I have to go about this? And some traditional witches are like that, you know, like I, the moons and the this and the that. I enjoy all... doing that sometimes. It depends on how potent sometimes. I want it to be. And even then, I mean, I can make a potent spell without all that. It's just sometimes it's nice. Yeah. Sometimes I like it. But mm-hmm. there are times where it's like, I don't have time to wait for you know, Saturn and Jupiter to do these things. Yeah. Sometimes it's kind of like, I need to do this now, and I don't give a damn, and I'm going to do it, and all of a sudden, it's the most powerful thing I've ever done. Because I think you know? you're putting your own, your own, you're putting more of your will and your sense of urgency into it. Yes. So, um, talking to you is actually what had made me kind of go more the traditional. Which makes me really happy. Yeah. I mean, it, it's... It's converted me. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and I never once, and I think... At least I hope I didn't. I've never. I hope I didn't make you feel like you had to Mm-mm. at any point. No, because like I said initially, I was like I didn't agree with a lot of things mm-hmm. that you well, that I was told that you were doing. And then after talking to you, I was like, right, well, that's really not that egregious because that person deserved that thing that you did, or whatever the case was. So. um and so then the books that I started finding and the books that I started seeking out were a lot different. They weren't all Wiccan based. They weren't anything like that. So I would say that probably for the since I've known you for the past five to six years is when I have been considering myself just a witch mm-hmm. um, and just doing like traditional witchcraft. I don't think I subscribe to any like I don't I don't have any particular interest in 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 uh, in voodoo like you do or or kind of like in hoodoo root work conjure I do kind of like I'm kind of reading more about that and I'm mm-hmm. into it yeah but I kind of just consider myself more of a witch but mostly what I like to do in my practice is is a lot of self empowerment things because I'm like going through a lot of shit in my life mm-hmm. so it's a lot of it's mostly just keeping me standing and going and motivated but a lot of it is also helping the people around me that want it and ask for it and need it you actually believe it or not it's funny because i think you are more of the cunning person in some ways than i am just because you are so quick to do to work with people and do spells with people mm-hmm. and i am actually yeah i am much more hesitant mm-hmm. um like if yeah. someone like if someone came to me right now and was like like before uh, in in and in this moment I really did feel like like the village witch like that cunning man kind of thing mm-hmm. because um it was uh Katie's brother had gotten entangled with a woman and she was like oh I'm a witch and I'm gonna curse you and I I hex people that you know do me wrong or whatever and he apparently had reason to believe that. She was going to curse him or mm-hmm. hex him or whatever the case was. And so he came to me and he said, what do I do? What do I do if she curses me? 
And I was just, like, sitting at my desk, and I had, like, all my books around, and my altar is, like, right here. Ah, that's perfect. Like, right beside me. It's, like, right to the left. I'm, I'm going right here, but, like, people in the podcast. You have your like, glasses and, like, the head, like your candles. Yes. I wanted my glasses to be, like, on, like, a mm-hmm. chain or something. Like, But in a book, and, like, my chair swivels, so I just, like, swiveled around, <laughs> and I just, like, I had the, the, uh, Judica. Isles. It is written Isles, but I think it's... Illis. 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 Say, it's, it's, yeah. I listened to the podcast of New World Witchery when yeah. they had her on there. And I was like, oh, I've been butchering your name for so long. But I had, like, the book of 5,000 spells right next to me, and I was like, Boo! And I'm like, you start rifling through it, and I'm looking at <laughs> what I have. And it was just a very, like, fulfilling and rewarding experience to be it's able been... to use my craft and my knowledge to help someone. And I think, you know... And it's and the fact because, that he came to me and he was like sitting in a chair, yeah. like right at my desk, like. like. And you're you're, imp- you're 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 validated in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's fun because I, I've had so many lay people say to me, "I love when you say to diagnose me or to to give me to to like." They love when I tr- treat them like a doctor, in the That's sense what it of is. It's doctoring, yeah. right? And a lot of people have called it that. Yeah. And you know, so like I tell people, you know, like I'm. I love when I get to ask questions, like, for people that come to me like that. And I'm like, did she have access to any of your dirty clothes? Did she have access to your hair or your blood? You know, like, and I like being able uh, yeah, to... Yeah, I actually, I was saying that to him. I was like, do you, by any chance, because he shaves his head and stuff. But, like, I guess beard hair could be used, too. Oh, he's a... But, um, but I said to him, I was like, do you have any of her hair on your clothing or whatever? And he was like, no. And I was like, Cause that could, that, that's a good card to have in your back pocket if mm-hmm. you ever needed it. Because I was about to be like, hair, vial, <laughs> keep, <laughs> just in case. I mean, you could have bound her with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That would have, you could have stopped the curse altogether. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I love that feeling. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I do it. Um, but yeah, you're more hesitant. I am. Um, mostly because... Are, but I think you're even more hesitant. We were kind of talking about this a little bit before uh-huh. we started. You're more hesitant with other witches. When other witches come to you and be like, I need your, you know, well, that, this that, and that. Don't come to me asking for my knowledge for free. I mean, and I know... Yeah, because witches, about. they would trade, you know? Like, they would be like, hey, listen, you know... Well, I mean, I guess it's one... Because, like, sometimes I do ask you things. But it's usually... I, mean, I already have a, a half-assed plan in motion, though. But that's... I feel like that's different. It you is put, different. I think... I'll be like, you know I have a problem, When they and don't I'm put the work of, in. Right. It's if like, you're not yeah. working at all for it... Yeah. Then I feel like I'm giving it to you for free. Right. It's like, I have a problem. Here's what I'm thinking. What do you think? That I love. That's right. not for free. Right. When it's for free is when I didn't do any research. I'm just coming to you. Or, like, when Darian asked you how to make that thing. Yeah. And he was like, how'd you do it? And you're like, well. <laughs> I had, like, six books open. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Don't, and I just don't believe in giving it up for free. I really don't. Um, you know, yeah. But to lay people, it's different. Well, and you know what the thing about the problem I have with lay people is they want you either, one, oh, God. Instant hocus pocus. Instant Hocus Pocus, um, really strange morally things that I might not agree with, or my one of my personal pet peeves. I just want to see it. I just want to know. Like I just wanna. I just uh, want you to do a spell, and I just want the feeling of uh, watching it happen. Wow. I just want to see it work, and it's just so cool. I want to see it work. Work that word. So with lay people. The only issue that I had, like, here's here's why I probably should take a little page from your book and be more, a little like less eager, mm-hmm. um, because like I'll I'll start doing the thing and I, and I get it all together. And I'm like, okay, here's what you have to do. You gotta you know take two of the take two Advil, call me in the morning, kind of thing. But like you know, here's everything you have to do. Here's the thing. Here's the finished thing delivered to you. This is what you have to do. Um, you know, whether it's like you know hang this thing up and you know. Put your intent into it, you know, three times a day, morning, noon, and night, or whatever the case is, and then they go, one, oh, I don't want to do that. Yep. Yep. Or, 
The other is, so how do I know if it works? Or... Oh, that's an interesting question. Yeah, like, how do I know if it worked? It's like, well, I mean... You know, like, for example, I had made my partner um, a charm for a car. It had three cat's whiskers in it. And it was in a glass vial and it's in a green string. And so hang it from mirror to mirror. And basically the idea was coming back to folk, that, that folk myth of, you know, escape danger by a cat's whisker. Mm-hmm. But it was, um, the number three was intentional, you know, morning, noon, and night. And I have three cats. And so I collect their whiskers when they, when they shed them. Mm-hmm. So I have like a bowl of like whiskers sitting on my altar. And my roommate, like, she'll just dump them in there every once in a while. So I had the three whiskers. So she had actually gotten into a car accident. Um, with, and she had the charm hanging. Thankfully, it was not that bad. So, some people, so I feel like some lay people would argue, oh, well, your charm didn't work. Right. Because she actually got into a collision. There was an accident. But, I look at it as, that could have been a, that could have been fatal. That That's, could have been deadly. You know, you know what I mean? There's, there's a movie. So, I feel like you escaped <laughs> danger by a cat's whisker. There's there's a movie uh, called The Forgotten, uh, and it deals with like Native American like witchcraft mm. and Native American magic. And there's an evil practitioner who like you know is is basically cursing these people. And there's a scene in which he puts these beaded jewelry around one of the kids' necks and says, "Leave it there to protect you." Mm-hmm. Well, this is in the early beginnings of the movie. The mother's very skeptical of this, like you know, because the mother's a, a, a doctor. And this movie takes place. In, like, uh, the, the, the era of, like, cowboys. And mm. the, the first of, like, the railways, you know, whatever that time period is. 1800. Yeah. Not really. Oh, right. But when, when we believed in bloodletting and leeches for everything. But, you right. know, not Native American charms. Um, anyway, there's a scene where they, they, they end up getting knocked into a rushing uh, river. Mm. Um, like, I'm talking, like, we'll beat you up, like, kill you, make we'll you drown you. kind of thing. Yeah. And the movie does a very good job. Like, all of a sudden you hear kind of, like, a Native American music start playing as they're, like, as their their Native American grandfather's trying to mm-hmm. wrestle them back onto shore. And when they finally are saved, the mother says some charm, like, something to the effect of, like, some charm or whatever. And he says, but they're alive. Mm. And I think that's... Yeah, I think that's kind of the point that I was trying to make. Yeah, and it is. And I and I think that, that you know, people, I think, expect magic to work outside of the norm. Mm-hmm. But magic is very natural. It's like, you know, like in that accident, it was like, well, what was her car supposed to do? Like, fly. <laughs> right. Like, you know, it's like, no, that's not, that's not it's realistic. It's about probability. Yeah. It's about affecting probability and, and reworking fate in a way mm-hmm. um and that's that's how magic works magic is a subtle force completely unstoppable but completely subtle and it's it it, it into the cracks and through the holes i think of, it also of, comes down to like the concept of fate as well in what way so all right you know the disney movie hercules right mm. I really like that movie, one, because it's just a fun movie, and two, there's a lot of symbol, symbolism mm-hmm. in it that I love. Okay. So you have the fates, the, yeah. the three old hags that share the one eye, and the string, yeah. right? So, like, basically, they had prophesized, you know, if Hercules fights in your takeover for Olympus, you'll lose. And, and Hades was waiting for all the planets to align and this particular thing, which kind of reminds me of, like, witches and stuff. And he was waiting for this exact moment for this thing to happen. So he tries, you know, he plots his takeover. Well, Hercules isn't entirely mortal. Whatever. He doesn't drink it to the last drop. Whatever. I, the whole thing. Um, but it makes me, it makes me think of that because, like, magic sort of, like, some things are just fated to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like, okay. like, in that movie, those kids falling into the river. Maybe that was fated to happen, but they were not supposed to live. And the magic intervened with that. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, you can make me, like, um, say, like, a, like, a protective charm from, like, you know, suppose, like, there was, like, some guy that was out there was, like, mugging people, like, left and right, and I'm, like, I feel really uncomfortable, like, walking to the train. You'd be, like, look, here, take this charm, and this will protect you. So, I go out, I get mugged by the guy, but he doesn't get my phone. Like, I would consider that, like, good. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you got the couple dollars in my wallet and I can cancel all my credit cards, but I have my really expensive phone still. <laughs> you right, know what I mean? Right. And I did not encounter bodily harm. I mean, and sometimes I think that, like, I mean, magic can do, uh, like, I mean, magic can do wonderful things. Like, there are stories about people who conjured their familiar and um, have had people run away because, you know, they, they really thought they saw a giant black dog. Mm-hmm. And her familiar was a giant black, or a black dog. Mm-hmm. And they were like, where'd that dog come from? You know, and they heard, you know. And the thing is, there was no black dog there. She just summoned her familiar in her mind. And her familiar was able to manifest, manifest to these people. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I think that that's how magic works. It works on a subtle level, on an unconscious, a, me- a psychological level. Right, so that, that, that breaks out it. into the physical. And, and you know, there are times where even, you know, magic has completely um, avoided a mugging. In which, you know, like like that, for instance, you know, where they run or something mm-hmm. scares them. You know, and it's but the same, I mean, you can even flip the script. They're, like, in Italy, if you look up uh, love charms. Love charms are very popular in old Italy mm-hmm. and Italian folk magic. And a lot of murders and a lot of suicides at a point were chalked up. To, to botched charms. love charms. That makes you sense. make someone so madly in love with you. Yeah. And you don't realize what you're asking for. And you don't reciprocate. And then it. they go mad. Yeah. And, you know, whether you believe in that or not, I actually do. Um, On a level, yeah. I do a, uh, a lot, actually. But, um, yeah. I, and I think, um, i trying to think of exactly the point I was trying to make. Um... I think we're just talking about, like, how magic works. Yeah. But because we were talking about lay people and how, like, well, how do I know if it worked? Right, right. I, I mean, and, and You'll that's... know if it worked... When it works. When it works. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and here's the thing. It could be tomorrow. It could be three years from now. And I think that it, that... It really depends. For me, I find that that, when it does, when magic does that, mm-hmm. that's more of an, for me, and, and I don't want anyone to be offended, but that's more of an error on our part. Just because you have to be able to word your spells and your, have your intentions line mm-hmm. up. You have to be balanced to be able to make a spell. Well, it also depends on the intention. Right. Like, well, the intention, know, it right. If it's, like, it's, I want this thing to be, like, this is a long-term issue. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. uh, like a success charm or something like that. Or, right. You know what I mean? It depends. Are you looking for short-term success or long-term success? And then, they, again, it comes into your spell construction. Right. You have to make sure you your use. spells are constructed and your and your willpower and your intention and the words that you use are, in, are aligned with each yeah. other. But, no, you're not going to just hear a, a, a zap, a crackle, and a pop one day and then the thing I give you is going to, like, burst into flame. Like, it's not going to be like that. As cool as that would be. As cool as that would be, it's not going to be Hollywood pop culture no. magic. It's um, not what it's going to be, but you will... You will, you will or know. can experience or wonderful you, things. Yeah, or if you experience Previous. a thing, call me, ask me, message me. Be like, hey, this happened. Like, Is this a thing? What do you think? Yeah. yeah. And I'll be honest with you. I'll be like, honestly, I think that was just a thing. Completely unrelated. Yeah. Or I'll be like, that's a really good example of that thing working for you. I also think, too, is that for me, I, when, what you first said when with lay people when they don't want to do the work, when they're oh, like, that. I'm not going to do that. That honestly that. actually irks me the most. Yeah, it really irks me. And the reason for that is because when I doctor people with, with, with stuff like this, when I actually do do it for people, it is coming from my spirits. I am sitting there doing divinations first. I'm sitting there meditating on it. I'm sitting there, you know, asking my familiars and my ancestors and the mighty dead. I'm saying, hey, this situation, blah, 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 you know, do the, what should what I do? What do we do about it? So when my, my, my ans- when the ancestors from the spirits and things are like, oh, well, this is how you're going to handle this. You're going to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. The thing is that the ancestors intend, they put in the work. If you really want the thing, 
then you you got to mean the thing. And if you really mean it, you're going to put in the work. But if you're going to, if you know, the ancestors say to you, oh, for a week, you have to um, take this this bath, and you have to burn this candle right after the bath. Well, it's also like when a doctor prescribes you an antibiotic. Take this pill at the same time every day. Take this pill three times, you know, with food. Specifically, don't drink orange juice because that's going to give you an upset stomach. Right. right. You know, it's just, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Well, my doctor said. Well, yeah, well, your witch doctor said right. <laughs> to do this. Right. And it's, you know, don't come to me if you're not going to listen. Yes. Because the worst part is then I give them some spell. Like, I give them a simple little charm. It's like, what do you have to do? Like, put the, the charm in a prescription bottle for them to, like, to get it? You I, know? I honestly have to basically dumb it down. Yeah. I have to be like, here's a simple charm. The problem is when I do that, it doesn't work as well. Right. It dumbs down It dumbs down the charm. It weakens the because charm. Because the spirits are the saying you have to put this much work in to get rid of this curse. You have to put this much work in to get the job. So if you don't want to do it, then don't. Don't ask. Yeah. I mean, like, for that hexing thing, for example, that that happened to me. Like, I was like, okay. I was thinking of doing something like a honey jar or a sweetening jar. Like, not necessarily fight fire with fire initially. You know, just butter her up, sweeten her up. Don't give her a reason to think that you're hex-worthy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, avoid it altogether, you know? Um, and I thought that was, like, a great first step. I like that. That's yeah. clever. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was thinking of doing, like, a honey jar, sweetening jar kind of thing. Like, a little mason jar. Maybe put, like, little notes of intention in there mixed with honey. Seals, that, yeah, exactly. And do and I was like, you know, every so often when you think of something, I'm already thinking about herbs I'd add to right? it. I'm like, yeah. well, because she was a little hostile, I'd add some clove, I'd add some master root. <laughs> yeah, you know, like be a little bit more forceful. Exactly. You know, don't don't give her a reason. Don't give her a reason to make you a target. Right. Why would you even, you know, unless? But that's the other thing. That is the other. Well, what it came down to was, I don't want to do that. I don't want to. So essentially, I'd given it. So then I was like, mm-hmm. so I just dumbed it down, and it really like killed my witch hive too, because I was like, okay, it this is, is a what little bit of a do. kick to the a little bit of buzzkill. Huh. Um, and then I just ended up giving him like some powdered eggshell and a little vial, and I was like, you know, sprinkle this over your shoulder or something, or you know, put this, you Somewhere. know, or just I, keep it. And the problem is, is that when you do which that, which is fine, but it's also like mm. it's not as powerful because mm-hmm. you don't know the kind of power they're putting into it, right? You know, and I had met her. In person. And I got weird vibes from her. So I was like, whoa. You know? So that's why I went for the honey jar. Because I was like, don't give her a reason to even cook something up. Don't even so, give her a reason. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've been there. I know that. Yep. Putting in the work. I guess that's the, the other thing, too, is like, if there are any lay people that watch this... Because I don't know if there are. There might be. That would be interesting. Or even communicate this. To, like, if you're if you're struggling with this with your friends that come to you for magical advice and stuff like that, maybe have, like, a little disclaimer discussion before you actually get into Set it. your boundaries. Yeah. Be um, like, you know, yeah. if I'm going to suggest this option for you, I want you to know that I consider this to be the best option. It may not be the easiest option. But it is the most powerful option. I also want to say this, and I want all of you, whether you're young witches, new witches, old school, whatever. If you feel as though you cannot do the working, whether it's for moral reasons mm-hmm. or you're not you're not in it enough or whatever the, the reason may be, you, are, you are more of a powerful witch to say, I cannot do that than to try to do it and fail. If you know in yourself, and you will know, let's be real, just politely decline. If you have a friend who would take it, uh, take up the person, you know, to help them, uh, refer them to your friend. Or maybe work with the friend and be like, hey, you know, what if we do something together? That as well, that helps as well. I can add my my good intent for my friend. And chant. And you 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 say and chant. learn. Right, right. So please understand that no no one would have the ability to say to you, oh, you're just not good enough or you're not a real witch. That shit is bullshit. You are, you trust me, you are a witch. If you were here and you're doing the work, you are a witch. Um, 
And if your friend yeah. is like, oh, well, that's lame, like, you know. Right, like, especially. Let it roll off your back because they don't understand. Right. And especially, too, you'll find this, especially if, like, if it's a moral thing. I had someone come to me recently um, asking me basically to help her or to help them. I hope she doesn't listen to this. Um, mm-hmm. Cheat on their significant other. Whoa. With their other boyfriend. So they're poly. No, the other They're boyfriend not. does not know about the other person. Uh, it is cheating, and okay. I, I Has basically issues with that. I do, yeah. I do have issues with that. It's um, like either be poly or monogamous, not both. Yeah, oh. <laughs> um, don't cheat. Yeah, um, exactly. you know, when I told her we have to do a reading, I said I have to see if my spirits will do that. Yeah, my spirits honestly said no. I mean, my I think even like, you, no. morally, were like no. I mean, I won't lie to you. At first, because I really need money right now, um, I mm, thought about that. I yeah. thought about on a practical level. I said, can I will up a coldness so cold? So you were kind of approaching it from a point of logic. But then my emotions took over as mm-hmm. they would. And I said, I, I've completely ignored her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have not done any of the things that I said I would do for her just because I cannot. Yeah. And you want to know something? I won't. I don't lose sleep over it. No. She might see me as a fraud. She might see me as whatever. But you want to know something that's totally okay. But your fellow witches would see you as a good, a damn good witch. Mm-hmm. To <laughs> say that I couldn't. Now, there are witches who may do that and who have, may have no problem at all doing that. Mm-hmm. Which is great. I don't care. Yeah. This doesn't it affect my it life. Is. But it depends on the level of separation that you have. Like, you know, if, if, if your moral compass is a huge driving force in your personal craft, then okay. Don't ignore who you are. Exactly. Yeah. Um, if you don't, if you can separate yourself, if you can be like, well, this is just a service I'm performing for money, fine. Or whatever the exchange is. Whether it's no, whatever. You know, if this is just a service I'm performing for XYZ reasons, then fine. That's fine too. Um, but don't shame other people for their reasonings behind things. Right. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Because that's not cool. So, um, yeah. I think what we've really gotten into in personal practice here is is went in a different direction than I thought it was going to go. But I but like I, it. I do like it. I think that, like, I think we both kind of really identify as, like, cunning men. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really using our, using what we have learned and what we know to help other people and ourselves. Yeah, to, yeah, exactly for ourselves, but like just to contribute, mm-hmm. like to to practice and, and apply that. Because yeah. I love I love crafting spells and things for people, and you know, not to use the podcast as because we already plug your thing at the end. But if you do want something or whatever, don't hesitate to reach out to us if you feel like we, in particular, could help you achieve a thing or do a thing. That would be great. Yeah, that would be I mean, a lot that really is your business. It's trying to be. It. It's yeah. trying to be. Um, I am trying to... I mean, I do read. Um, mm-hmm. You'll find my little ad at the end of this mm-hmm. podcast. Um, but trying to trying to maybe make folk charms, little, little charms and things, and, and sewing them up into bags that are all hand-blessed and hand-consecrated... Hand um, they, obviously it will take time. They're all handmade by me. Mm-hmm. Um, but those yeah. are things that I would like to sell. That is, that is a thing, you know, if, if for some reason you're watching this and listening and you do want something, we, you know, we do offer those things. You so more than me. But I think, I mean, if they're going to, I would, I actually would love your help. You know that I oh, yeah, wanted which wise to become something yeah. that I shared. I, I, um, yeah. One of these days, maybe, uh. I'll tell you guys about my dream of what which wise should be maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really like the way that this that this really developed. Is there any other books over there that you wanted to kind of talk about? Oh man, yes. Uh, I mean, I have, I have because I feel like books. I wish, I wish I would have brought more of my books. So we have here Ecstatic Witchcraft by Gede Parma, which I will eventually want to steal from you. I'm gonna buy it though. Um. Everything by Gede Parma is pretty much absolutely amazing. He himself is queer identifying, mm-hmm. um, both as far as his sexuality and gender. Um, and his writing style is 
very eloquent and to the point and easy to yeah read. he's able to be eloquent but also to the point exactly yes. yeah like it's it's a very beautiful read he writes like fiction but with the accuracy of nonfiction. yeah, yeah. Oh, I, like, I, like that. I like that yeah. a lot um other spell books that if you're interested in so folk yeah, for math, queer witchcraft in particular anything by Gary Parma even for non-queer people he's yeah. amazing but I mean if you want someone if to you read who you can vibe angle. with please read that mm-hmm. um other spell books that you can I have tons more um are uh the book of gold and the wicked shall decay uh the book of gold is written by David Rankin and Paul Harry Barron the Wicked Shall Decay, Charm, Spells, and Witchcraft of Old Britain is written by A.D. Mercer. Um, those are two amazing uh, newer spell books that I have. Now, the next author, um, I'm kind of glad I'm saving her for the end, is probably currently one of my most favorite witch authors out there right now. Uh, one that's, a, of, that's a compliment. One of, one of, but she is absolutely him. stunningly amazing and her name is corinne boyer she currently has two books out um she might actually i actually think she has a third one coming out but being a poor person i cannot get that right now but um this one donate is, to the patreon that doesn't exist yet <laughs> <laughs> this is called under the witching tree by corinne boyer this is a book all about tree folklore and tree magic not only does she just do like magic um, she gives a spell, and she also gives a recipe every chapter. So oh, for every awesome. tree, for she every gives, tree. Um, like, she gives, like, an uh, older, like, uh, medicinal recipes mm-hmm. as well, basically. So spell recipes, medicinal recipes, folk charms. That, it's funny you mention that in this next book. Yeah, I'll wait till you after this book. The next book of hers, now I know this will probably be maybe a little bit, um, the title might be a little jarring the for some people. Um, but you have to understand what it means. Uh, Plants of the Devil. Um, as I said, by Karim Boyer, <laughs> this book, uh, is a book of herbal folklore. Um, it is all about the witch's devil, uh, the horned God, um, in all of his guises. So in, in a wise one, but I mean, in particular, I would say that this probably looks at his more insidious face. It looks at his shadow. Mm-hmm. You know, the devil, the adversary of, you know, which we do know. In, so are these in, all like poisonous plants? Not all of them. Hmm. Many, uh, there are poisonous plants in here. I figured that. But many of them are. Just for that darker, shadowy. Part. That come with the folklore. She is also a herbal historian. Oh. So all what of a her. Cool job. I mean, I mean, I don't know if she would maybe call herself that, but I would just because she is so... No, that's just cool to be like, I'm an herbal historian. She like, is ah. so well-researched in the folklore of herbs. Mm-hmm. Um, she teaches you folk names that I've never heard of. She teaches you wonderful enchantments. Some of them nefarious, some of them positive. Some of them conjuring dark forces to protect from dark forces. Some of them are uh, plants of divine or, or celestial energies in which protect... From the devil or dark forces, um, she—it's—it's it's, this little book is chock full of wonderful, 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 great historical charms, knowledge. Please read this book. Please read everything by Corinne Boyer. She's amazing. <laughs> and I'll put um, information and links. To I'm assuming you can buy all these online. Somewhere. Oh, all of these are completely yeah. uh, purchasable online. Yeah. So I'll put links and all in the show notes. Also, if you ever want us to talk about books, we can talk about books. I will yeah, talk I mean, about I books. would actually like to do a whole podcast on, like, maybe more books. Just, like, general, like, overviews of more books. But oh, what I was fun. also thinking, and, you know, we can also get feedback from, you know, viewers and stuff from this, is uh, maybe little, because I think you could put, what, one minute of video on Instagram? Well, now there's uh, IGTV. What? There is Instagram TV now. Oh my gosh. So I want to use that. Was that for live streaming or something? Basically. Well, well, no, you can already live. There is live stream and now there's Instagram TV. So. Oh, it's going to be a YouTube competitor. Basically. Mm-hmm. Because YouTube is failing What's, on certain things. Uh, yeah, on the LGBT community. Hey. 
You ain't gotta, you ain't gotta dance around that topic. Yeah, I mean, not that I don't witchcraft. Monetize, I don't. Not that witchcraft videos ever get monetized anyway. Yeah, religious but videos. On don't. all our stuff, it's all tagged like LGBT, queer, trans. However, um, witchcraft. I'm sorry for yeah. those of you who do watch our YouTube. I want you to. Well, no, they won't monetize it, so there's no ads. No, I ha- I turn monetization monetization. Monetize. I can't monetization off. Yes. I don't even bother with it because I know okay, it won't. Okay, good. Just because if there was ever any because of the homophobic them, ads that yeah, were playing. Yeah, I don't playing. want them getting any ad revenue whatsoever. It's literally on YouTube just for people who would prefer YouTube versus yeah. audio. That's okay. the only reason it's on YouTube. It's literally for you guys. Okay. Good. And I, it will be better quality one day, just, you know, money and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, this is, I think, going to be our sign-off. Um, yes. Thank you guys so much for watching, and, and you know, to our new fo- to our new uh, patrons, whatever. Um, thanks for Yeah, we've got some new board. subscribers on the YouTube. We're like okay. up to 10 subscribers now, okay. which is crazy. That's great, actually. For I know. me, <laughs> I know. For me, that's great. And so people are like, oh my god, I have a million subscribers. I'm like, we have 10. Hey. Uh, <laughs> no, we have 10 subscribers, and I'm like super happy about that, and our watch time has like increased so much um, since awesome. sharing these links and stuff. That's and great. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm ecstatic. Thank you. I think what we're trying to say is thank you. Because literally, it's just like, we're just recording and filming us talking about this stuff that we always talk about so yeah. i yeah. mean to to share it with some to share it with people is actually really awesome for us it's rewarding mm-hmm. it's really rewarding so yes thank you and i hope you guys don't mind the rambling at the end of this podcast <laughs> yeah i mean i like the conversation i i liked it because i think it just made us it made me realize like really where my craft is right now yeah i'm i'm just here to to share it with people and keep it keep it for myself, but also share it with people. Um, right. So yeah, any other questions that you want to know, feel free to ask. Leave comments. What's your personal practice look like? Yes. We would love to know. I definitely want to know. Definitely want to know. Um, and like I said, all the books that we mentioned here, we're we'll going to be put in the show notes. Yes. yes. And with that, guys, have a good one. We'll see you next time. Yep. See you. Bye. Hello, everyone. Scott here. I've been reading tarot for over 10 years. I am an intuitive reader, and through my readings, I try to give guidance to aid my clients in navigating their lives. To schedule a reading with me, you can find me on Facebook at Witchwise Seer and Witch. You can also find me over on Instagram and Tumblr with the handle Witchwise, spelled W-Y-T-C-H-W-Y-S-E. You can find links to all of my social media in the show notes. I hope to hear from you.